Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. This episode of Intuitive Bites podcast is brought to you by my online intuitive eating courses. Take your food and body healing journey to the next level with these self-paced online courses. If you're brand new to this topic, check out my Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. If you're looking for something more comprehensive that talks about body image healing, health at every size, and intuitive eating, check about my Food Freedom 101 course. And if you're a professional in this space looking to learn more about how to do this work with your clients, but also how to do this work for yourself, check out my Anti-Diet Approach course for professionals. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Intuitive Bites. Hey guys, welcome to episode 98 of Intuitive Bites. Today I have a solo episode for you and I'm going to be talking about why you're still struggling with emotional eating. When I have clients come to me to work one-on-one or in my group programs, this is one of the top things that they want to work on. They feel like there's something fundamentally wrong with them because they keep turning to food for comfort and it's not feeling good and they just want to figure out how they can get themselves to use other coping skills and not keep resorting back to food. We're going to talk a lot about this today and talk about why you keep getting pulled back to food and as well like why maybe you need to in part, make peace with emotional eating. So there's going to be a lot that we're covering today. Before I dive into it, just a quick announcement that enrollment is open for my brand new Food and Body Peace program. This is an eight-week comprehensive online training and group coaching program. I've been working on this and pouring my heart and soul into it since October, and it is finally open and ready to enroll. Um, So enrollment is closing on Tuesday, March 8th. Yes, Tuesday, March 8th. Um, So definitely get enrolled if you are not already. Feel free to to send me a message on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD. Let me know that you're thinking about it. Let me know what questions you have. Or if you'd like to jump on a call and just like chat about it a bit more, get a better sense of me and my approach and, you know, if we would kind of have a good dynamic, definitely feel free to do that. I'm happy to jump on a call or answer any questions that you have. Um, over on Instagram DMs. Um, But if you're ready to get enrolled, you can also just go to the link in my bio on Instagram and there's a payment plan option, there's a pay in full option, whatever works for you. Um, Yeah, and, and there's also more details on the program there. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and dive into this topic of emotional eating. So Reason number one that you are still struggling with emotional eating, this is the one that if you address this and only this, you're going to see your behaviors around food and your behaviors related to emotional eating shifting very, very quickly. And this is you are not eating enough. And when I say that, I mean, 
either you're not eating enough over the entire course of the day, but more likely, like more often than not, what I see happening is people are not eating enough at certain times of the day. And then their body is playing catch up and they are just blaming themselves and saying, oh my gosh, like it's after dinner, I feel full, I'm not hungry, and yet I'm reaching for all the snacks, I'm reaching for the ice cream, I'm eating it in a way that doesn't feel good, right? And it's like, this is not, it doesn't feel like it's about physical hunger, so it must be just an emotional thing. So certainly there is some, there can be something emotional going on there, right? But there also could be something physical going on, which is again, your body playing catch up because you didn't get enough in earlier. So even though you're full and satisfied now, maybe you ate a really satisfying dinner, you had plenty, you liked it, um, but you didn't get enough earlier in the day. So more often than not, this is folks, you know, either having a really busy schedule. So like meetings back to back to back and, you know, lunch just get, keeps getting pushed back or you don't have time for your afternoon snack. So whatever, right. Or it's even earlier in the day and it's like, I wake up, I'm not hungry. I just don't eat. I have my coffee, which by the way, your coffee is probably suppressing your appetite. So you, your body is hungry and needing nourishment, but the coffee is kind of confusing your signals. But you can't trick your body forever. Your body is going to realize eventually, oh, we never got actual nourishment. Now we need to overcompensate. So the overcompensating looks like the nighttime chaos around food, the eating and being driven to food and snacks, even though you're full. Because at that point, it's not about hunger and fullness. It's about making up for missed nourishment is making up for missed energy needs. So look at these parts of your day when you're not getting enough, when things are getting really chaotic. Um, for some people, if I just ask them the question, you know, like, how often are you getting overly hungry? They're like, oh my gosh, like that's happening every day at this time because my schedule's crazy. For others, they're so disconnected from their hunger that they would probably tell me, no, I don't struggle with, you know, not honoring hunger. I actually struggle with just like, not being able to respect fullness and just like kind of eating all the time. But I would challenge you, if you're struggling with emotional eating and you're really identifying with what I'm sharing here today, uh, I would challenge you to get curious, be really uh, open to the fact that maybe there are times when your body is actually going um, too long without nourishment, even if you're not getting those strong physical cues that you're really hungry. Okay. Reason number two that you are still struggling with emotional eating is you're not eating enough satisfying food, okay? So we covered you're not eating enough, you're having these gaps in nourishment. This is different because you can be eating enough consistently throughout the day, but you are only allowing yourself, quote unquote allowing, because this can be really subconscious and unintentional, but you're only allowing yourself these exciting foods at those times when you typically consider yourself to be emotional eating. For example, if ice cream is your go-to food that you're snacking on at night, even though you're not hungry, but you're just you know wanting that enjoyment um, and you're eating it in a way that's not feeling good, or maybe it's chips or whatever it might be, do you allow yourself those foods? And again, allow is kind of a heavy word because I don't mean that even you're intentionally trying to restrict it earlier in the day, but are you typically like enjoying those foods earlier in the day? Um, because if you only ever typically enjoy those foods in that pocket of time at night when you're not hungry, 
but you want that enjoyment, then of course you're going to enjoy it then, right? Of course you're going to be like, okay, well now is my opportunity to get this in. So I better have it. Like it doesn't matter if I want it or not, because when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm not going to be having this ice cream. So I got to have, you know, got to get it in now because this is my opportunity. So the solution to this is to take those foods that you identify as struggling with emotionally eating and integrate them into other times of your day um, in a really intentional way, right? So like maybe you're not waking up in the morning like thinking about like, oh, I really need ice cream right now. Or maybe you're not like, oh my gosh, I really need ice cream after my, my lunch. But what would happen if we integrated these foods intentionally throughout the day? It would take the power away from these foods and it would really send the signal to your brain that you can have these whenever you want. There's no reason to force it down late at night after dinner necessarily if you know that you can wake up in the morning and have it, right? If you know that you can have it after lunch any day that you want. So we really have to break down those barriers that maybe you've created unintentionally and that's going to start taking the power away from the food. I want to be really clear, there's nothing wrong with eating something after dinner because even though you're not hungry, right? In fact, most of the time, ice cream after dinner or chips after dinner in front of the TV is not about physical hunger. It really is about just enjoyment and satisfaction and pleasure, and that can be totally fine. And it might be about comfort too, right? So that will bring us to one of our later points here with the reasons that you're still struggling with emotional eating. But I just want to like put out there that like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's totally fine to be using food for comfort and for satisfaction. But if there's a pattern going on that really is feeling uncomfortable to you, um, then, you know, these are some of the reasons why it might be uncomfortable. Okay. Reason number three, you're still struggling with emotional eating. You're trying to just stop emotional eating. Okay. <laughs> so you are identifying emotional eating as a problem and you are saying, nope, that is not a behavior that I want to be doing. And I just need to stop. I need to, maybe I need to remove the foods that are around, or maybe I just need to like distract myself in the moment, right? And like get myself to just like go on a walk or have a bubble bath or talk to somebody. And while some of those things could be really awesome and like serve you and, and be great, if we are framing it in a way that it is I have to do those things so I don't emotionally eat. Guess what we're doing? We are restricting emotional eating. And if we're restricting anything, we're going to be driven chaotically back towards it. Okay? So trying to just stop emotional eating, trying to distract yourself and do these other coping skills instead is driving you back to emotional eating. So we don't want to just stop emotional eating. Um, we want to allow full permission to emotionally eat while we address these other things that might be going on, like the first couple points, right? Not eating enough, not eating enough satisfying food, um, and some other pieces that we'll talk about. But I just want you to ponder that. Have you been just trying to stop emotional eating, like just trying to like cut that behavior off, rip it away? Um yeah, that's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Reason number four, you're still struggling with emotional eating. You haven't made peace with emotional eating. So part of this, right, it kind of like putting emotional eating in this box of like, I'm struggling with this. This is a problem. I need to fix this behavior. Um, part of the problem is that we have put emotional eating in this like bad box 
And that's not going to serve us either, right? I mean, of course, again, like the way I think about it is a lot of times when folks are coming to me telling me that they're struggling with emotional eating, um, they're actually struggling with undernourishment, under-satisfaction, right? Like some of these other pieces we've talked about. And if we can fill in those gaps, then the intensity level of what they're identifying as quote-unquote emotional eating is going to come down to a very low level, um, or at least like the frequency that they find themselves doing that is going to be, is going to come way, way down. So, um, yeah, so, so that, I mean, if you're, I'm not telling you to make peace with that high level chaotic emotional eating, because that's not something that feels good. And, you know, we can, we can heal that. All right. We can heal that together. But, um, certainly we have to make peace with this low level emotional eating, which is, yeah, sometimes after dinner, I want some Cheetos or I want some Ruffles or I want some ice cream or some cookies or brownies. I don't know why I'm sitting here listing all these foods. Maybe I'm craving some of these right now. Um, but maybe, yeah, so like sometimes eating that stuff or having a craving for those after dinner is just about the comfort, satisfaction, and enjoyment. Um, and maybe it is a little bit of emotional like, oh. I had a really long day and now I get to enjoy this and this is awesome. And can we make peace with that? Can that be part of our definition of health and well-being for ourselves? Especially if you're somebody that's struggled with food and body and chronic dieting for a really long time, food is probably always going to have a little bit of power in that way, which is kind of awesome, right? In my mind, like if we do a massive reframe here, that's pretty awesome. Like I love that food can be comforting to me and that can be part of my toolbox. That's awesome. Um, okay. So reason number five, we've come to our fifth and final reason. Reason number five, you're still struggling with emotional eating. You have, you have unmet emotional needs that need addressing. So I kind of want to link back to our reason number three, right? So the reason number three was you're trying to just stop emotional eating. And I said, if we try to just like distract ourselves and rip away this coping skill that has actually served us for a long time, uh, we're probably just going to be led back to emotional eating. There's multiple reasons for that. One is because we're going to sense that as restriction and we're going to want to use the coping skill that we're telling ourselves, no, you can't use. But the other thing to think about here is that we don't have a lot of other maybe coping skills that we've built up. So emotional eating is kind of the only one maybe that is going to serve us. So if we just try to like have a bubble bath or go for a walk, that's those things aren't going to be as soothing because they're not part of our toolbox yet. So can we allow ourselves to emotionally eat? say, yeah, okay, like I'm emotionally eating, I'm being driven towards this food, whatever, for comfort, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to integrate this new coping skill, whatever that might look like for you. Maybe it's something that you already use to cope in some ways, but when you get to those like higher levels of distress, you haven't been integrating it. So maybe we can start integrating that. Um, so it's kind of instead of an either or, or a like, let me replace emotional eating. It is an and situation, right? Allow myself to use the coping skill emotional eating that has been serving me. And I'm going to integrate this other coping skill as well. And in time, that new coping skill is, is going to have more power and be helpful. And maybe you won't always need the emotional eating. But again, emotional eating is probably always going to be part of your toolbox. Um, but okay, so reason number five was you have unmet emotional needs that need addressing, right? So the other piece is like, if we just try to rip away emotional eating, 
we're not actually stopping the problem. We're just ripping away the coping skill, right? So it's like clearly something is going to have to give because the problem is the unmet emotional needs and those need to be addressed or served in some way. So getting curious about how can I meet these unaddressed emotional needs more directly. Um, maybe that looks like getting the support of a therapist. Maybe it looks like, you know, again, just like building up these other coping skills. Maybe you've been in therapy and have coping skills you can turn to, but need to kind of be more intentional about uh, integrating them, right? So just getting curious about like, how can I meet these? And maybe part of it is just like getting curious about like, what is it that I'm feeling at these times that I'm reaching for food? Still gonna allow myself to reach for the food for all the reasons we just talked about, but can I ask myself as well, what am I feeling? What's going on for me? What do I need, right? Even if you don't go ahead and do whatever it is, just starting to connect to that is gonna be a massive step in the right direction. All right, guys, so these are my five reasons that you're still struggling with emotional eating. Let me know if you are if you listen to this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, like you just blew my mind <laughs> about my emotional eating behavior. Send me a message on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD. I would love to hear from you. Um, and as well, if this is resonating for you, just know that I have an entire module in the Food and Body Peace program on binge and emotional eating and just going deeper on how we can heal this. So. Um, um, do not sleep on the Food and Body Peace program. Again, enrollment is closing on Tuesday, March 8th. I keep having to look at my calendar. I'm like, what day is it? Uh, but Tuesday, March 8th, enrollment is closing. It probably won't open again until the fall, maybe a little bit sooner, but probably the fall. So like, this is the time to get inside of it. Um, if you're struggling with emotionally eating, binge eating, overeating, mindless eating, just feeling chaotic and out of control around food, and you are really seeking that relief and peacefulness and like improvement in like mental space to put towards things that actually matter to you um, and will help you in, in building a fulfilling, meaningful life. So go ahead over to the, the link in my bio on Instagram. Again, it's at the intuitive underscore RD. And yeah, you can go ahead and get enrolled in either of the, the enrollment options. Um, and once again, don't hesitate to send me a message on Instagram with your questions, or if you'd like to just like jump on a call and chat about this more and see if you know, see see if I can address in this program what your needs are. Um, so send me a message and I and let me know if you want to jump on a call. We'll totally set something up and do that. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. Thanks for sticking around right till the end, and I will talk to you all soon.